Welcome to Let's Explore This. This is your host, Kevin, and I am here with a special guest, uh, Rod. How are you doing, Rod? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. We don't do last names, and if there's something you don't want to talk about, just say you don't want to talk about it, all right? And we won't talk about it. Okay. Rod, um, I want to, so, okay, a little bit about me and Rod. We both used to work for the same company. I was in sales, and he uh, was the operations manager uh, for our, our warehouse, and when I first met you, uh, I wanted to say that I was pretty surprised because every single person that had your position that I met before you had been a cranky old man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really surprised you weren't a cranky old man. Um, and, and I was pretty impressed, you know, that you were in that position at such a young age. Um, I mean, not that I'm much older than you or anything, but still, I mean, like seriously, like the guys I saw in that position were like 50 years plus. You know, yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess so. To me, you're kind of an impressive guy, and I just wanted to find out more about, like, kind of your upbringing or, uh, like, just kind of experiences you've had in your life that kind of led you to where you are today. Okay. So, I where guess you want to start. How How old are you? Twenty six. And are you from? Washington? Yes. I was born and raised in... And that's like a suburb of Tacoma? Yeah, it's further south, uh, right before you start hitting like the rural areas. Okay, okay. And do you still live there? Yeah. Okay. Um, So what was it like? Like, what's the town like? Is it like so a... So when I... Like back in the day, it was like uh, really like country style. Um, <clears throat> There was like a lot of trees... Uh, not many, very, very many buildings, but nowadays, I mean, it's like, it's like very suburb style. There's, okay. there's houses going up everywhere. They have apartment complexes, townhomes. And, uh, I actually, uh, read somewhere that it's, a uh, one of the hottest real estate markets right now. Okay. Yeah. I feel like around Tacoma is like the only place where there's land left to build houses and yeah. stuff. Well, it's also more affordable. So it's True. There's a lot more demand out there. Yeah. So somebody, one of my customers told me to move to like Graham. Yeah. That's uh, about. 20 minutes south of where I live. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a far drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're working remotely, it's a great place to live. Yeah, I don't doubt it. But yeah, you, that's basically what he said is it's like the only place affordable around here for normal people. Yeah. You get tons of land. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because I'm used to, like, in the Midwest, where I'm from, I had a, I grew up in a house that was probably, I, I'm just going to say it costs 200 grand. But the same house here would cost you $700,000. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> and you wouldn't get a big, as big a yard as I had either. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. And that house, I actually checked it. That house today is worth like $320,000 on Zillow. Um, But, yeah, out here it would be like crazy expensive. Yeah, my current house is worth $650,000. How big is it? Uh, 2,400 square feet on a half acre. Okay. With three-car garage. Okay. So that that's probably the same size as the house I grew up in. Yeah. When I bought the house a year and a half ago, it was worth four eighty five. Like four hundred and eighty five thousand. Oh. And now oh. it's worth six hundred and fifty. Jesus. That's nuts. Yeah. Perfect timing. I bought it in March right before like all the COVID <laughs> stuff like hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So have you always been like wanting to like like, are you like a rise and grind kind of guy or like, yeah, definitely. Okay. 
So I, like, I can't go a day without doing anything. All my days off, like I have to at least do something productive. Otherwise, I get bad anxiety. Okay, okay. Where do you think you got that from? Um, so I guess it comes from my mom. So I guess like some background. Uh, and like if there's any details you want me to go more detail about, like we can. But pretty much growing up, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Like we'll okay. just get right into it. Right? Do it, do it. Okay, so <clears throat> my mom and dad, uh, they had me uh, on accident. And then uh, they got married when I was four, and that lasted about a year, maybe a year and a half. Then they got divorced. Um, My dad wasn't really around. He's uh, he's been a drug addict, right? Okay. Um, was he's clean now? He's been clean for about a year. Awesome. That's good. Um, but it was just pretty much me, my brother, and my mom, and that was it. Like we just did everything. Uh, My mom used to work three jobs. Wow. Uh, She was hardly ever home. And I guess that's kind of like where my work ethic came from, uh, just watching her work and provide just for us, you know, all on her own. She didn't really get help from anyone. I guess that's part of like the way that our family is. Cause like mm-hmm. everybody just like doesn't like asking for help for anything. Sure. Um, so yeah, just, uh, just like showing that it's possible. Cause it was always like, if you want it, you can obtain it, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to want it like if you don't want it then it's not going to happen and there's plenty of people out there that want things but they don't want to work for it for sure and being in a point where like if you have to make it happen you will Mm -hmm. and i've always learned from some of my uncles as well that if you want to do something but you're worried like i don't know if i'm going to be able to afford it like such as like buying a house like people are like oh i don't know if i'll be able to afford it there's problems are going to come up and stuff like that you just do it and Mm -hmm. you just figure it out sure and you will figure it out if you're that type of person, but some people, some people aren't built for success and that's just the way it is. Like they just, they don't, they don't strive for it. It's not important to them. Some people it's just not important to them and that's fine. You know, people mm-hmm. have different vices and people have different things that make them happy, you know, and success isn't for everybody. Sure. Um, so I guess for me, uh, I guess to kind of turn this into a little into politics a little bit, Um, so I agree with you that people are, you know, some people just perform better than others or whatever. They just have it in them or they, I don't know, I guess they're born as like a leader. Um, but do you think that I guess for, to bring it home, I guess, like with all the homeless around here and stuff, do you, I don't feel bad for them (laughs) at all. So like, you don't think we should do anything for them no. or okay so like if someone is like what if they uh okay i guess just to tell you what i believe i guess is i'm kind of a i guess i'm a communist so like i believe that you know whoa i believe healthcare and like housing and food security is a human right and healthcare. i agree you, with you on that on all of them no about healthcare. Healthcare. okay i but, feel like everybody should have access to healthcare. we live in a first world country sure yeah exactly and See, the thing is, is I look at housing as healthcare. Okay. Because you need it. You know, if you're not in a home, if you're not like in shelter, you're like, you need shelter. Okay. So, so like, why, why are, why do these people not have homes? Um, the, for, so I guess the way that I think it, why it happened here so bad. Uh, first, I think that, so the rate of homelessness in Seattle or the West Coast in general, isn't any worse than like the East Coast, but on the East Coast, they have shelters for them. Here we don't. Uh, and so that's why they're all over the place. And like in Texas too, they're all over the place. Um, and I think 
that some people either like lost a job and didn't like were living paycheck to paycheck, so they couldn't afford rent. They got kicked out, and then when they're out on the street, it's like you're kind of in survival mode, you know. So it's like, what do you do? You know, I, you can like go get a job, but even if you get a job, like a quick, fast job at like McDonald's or something, you can't afford an apartment around here. Well, I wage. mean, most of them are paying about twenty bucks an hour right now. <laughs> yeah, but there's a sign years ago. Dicks right now, twenty bucks an hour. <laughs> it's on the window. But could you? How long would it take for you making twenty dollars an hour to actually afford an apartment around here? Well, I guess it depends on what obligations you have. Yeah, so it's like, I just don't think housing is affordable here. Oh, I agree. So that I think plays a huge role into the homelessness issue is that they have nowhere to live and nobody's forcing them to live in Washington, <laughs> but how are they supposed to move? Like there's buses, <laughs> greyhounds, <laughs> I guess, but I just don't see how, like if you showed up, like there's some town, I can't remember the town's name, but there's this town in Indiana where all the RVs are made. Uh, and a lot of like truck trailer stuff. So there's tons of like machine jobs, metalworking jobs, all this kind of stuff for general labor. But, and it's like relatively cheap to live there because it's in the middle of Indiana. Um, but how, I guess, when you get there, if you, if you, if you manage to get on a bus to go there, like where do you go from there? You, you, you just walk into a place and say, <laughs> I need a job. <laughs> but it's I, really that simple. Yeah, but don't you need like a, a, a home address? To get a job? You just need a place for mail. So you just yeah. open up a P.O. box. But you need money to do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So if, <laughs> if you, if I was tasked with this, right? Yeah. Hey, you sent me on the middle of nowhere, no address, and I had to start from fresh, mm-hmm. right? Just completely start from scratch. I had to figure out what to do. Let's just, let's just play it out. I'd probably go out there, right? And I would walk up door to door and ask to rake leaves. Or I would ask to clean their house. Or I would ask to pressure wash their driveway. Or do something. Even if I didn't have a pressure washer, I'd go get a brush and clean somebody's driveway. I would really do that. Like, Mm -hmm. if it means to get the money. Sure. Right? And then I would open up a P.O. box and I'd go get a job. Okay. And I would start from there. And then, like, people that are homeless, you know, like, you just got to go out there and figure something out. I just feel like people, I don't really think it's a homeless problem. I think it's a lack of knowledge. Okay. I think a lot of it has to do with lack of knowledge and they don't know how to get on their feet or a lack of motivation or being turned down for so long. People just lose motivation. But at the end of the day, everybody's capable of doing it. And that's where I don't feel bad for people. But if somebody held a sign saying, I need a job, please help me, rather than please hand me money, mm-hmm. I'll have more respect for them. Sure. But how often do you see those signs? Yeah. Um, nobody's looking for a job they're looking for a handout (laughs) but what if so i mean you believe that some people aren't capable of success or they don't want it or like some people are leaders and others are. i feel like some people it's not important to them so you think everyone could be a leader i feel like everybody's capable of success i don't know if everybody's capable of a leader no okay not everybody's capable of leadership absolutely not okay because that's the thing is i i kind of think some people aren't capable of success. Success is completely relative. Well, I mean, I don't think people are capable. I think it's really has a lot to do with mental health in my opinion, but I don't think a lot of people like they have some mental block that keeps them from doing the productive thing. Are they happy though? 
Probably not. But so if somebody is not happy, right, and it's for a certain reason, what are they doing to fix that? But if they're homeless, like you're like every day you're just trying to survive. Like I feel like I don't feel like that I've many been, people. In there's America a point in time where I pretty much was homeless. Okay, and I had nowhere to go. Yeah. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, t- I talk about it. <laughs> okay, so when I was when I was in college, right? Mm-hmm. You did bleep out the last name, right? You're going to. I'm going to. Yes. Okay. When I was in college, I used to sell drugs. Okay. A lot, right? Um, there was a point in time where I hit rock bottom. I was an addict, and for about a year and a half, for about two years, I drank every day. For a year and a half, I did drugs every day, cocaine okay. and Xanax, right? And I had nowhere to go. I was couch surfing. Um, I was not going to college anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, there was like the last like six months, I was not selling as much as I was using. Okay. And I just hit rock bottom, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I got, I ended up going to jail and I got some felonies and stuff. When I got out, uh, I had absolutely nothing like nothing, no car. Uh, I had nowhere to go. Um, eventually, my grandparents helped me out, and they gave me a place to stay. Okay. Right? Uh, I had a job within two weeks with a criminal background. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was at... Sure. You probably have to bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. It was at the place we worked at. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And, and I just started grinding from there. You know, I just saved my money. I took... I had a ton of debt. I had student debt. I had, uh, I had court obligations to pay. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was making shit wage. Like, I started there, it was like $11 an hour. Oh, man. That's what I was making. Yeah. But I just made it happen. You know, and I grinded my ass off at work. I got noticed. Any opportunity there was to do something better, I did it. Mm -hmm. And any opportunity there was to make a name for myself, I did it as well. Yeah. So... I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I had nothing. I've been there. I've done that. The only thing I had that probably other people didn't is I just had a place to sleep at. Yeah. I still paid rent, though. Okay. I had to pay rent to stay there. <clears throat> but. Like, did they make you pay rent and tell you, like. No, I had to pay rent right away. Right away. Okay. Okay. They said, you got to pay rent. You want to stay here. Otherwise, you got to find somewhere else to live. Okay. So, but in regards to the homelessness, you know, I, I really don't know what to tell people on how to fix the homelessness problem, but we need to work on how to prevent it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So um, why are these people getting homeless in the first place? I think, um, I mean, like I, I, I think it's, it's the cost of living going up and the, humong- but there is affordable housing out there. Yeah. But it's always like packed because so like, no, the the, gov- the federal government hasn't built affordable housing in decades. Like, what do you consider affordable? What what's that price? Oh well, so I'm talking about like subsidized, like Section Eight type stuff. So like there's free Section housing. Eight housing is. I know there is. I know it exists, but there's not enough of it. Okay, wh- why why do people have to live in Section Eight? Because they don't have any money. Why is that? Because they are homeless. <laughs> no, okay, okay, <laughs> we're talking about preventing the homelessness. Problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before all this, what gets them to being homeless? Like, why are they there in the problem? Is it because they have a gambling problem? I think it's it's multifaceted. So, like, you got those guys who went to war and they have PTSD and, and like, mental health issues or whatever and they can't cope and they don't get help at the VA or anything. 
and they just kind of end up on the street. They probably don't have families. Most of them have like a military retirement plan or a pension. Oh yeah, for sure. But probably going to die, before, you know, especially if they're homeless. And then other people I think get addicted to drugs. And uh, I think some people just fall into homelessness because they lost their job. Um, like a lot of, like for instance, like taxi cab drivers um, that used to be like a great middle-class income that immigrants could take advantage of when they would immigrate here. And that all got taken away by Uber and Lyft. So I think a lot of jobs get phased out because of automation or Why didn't those guys just go drive Uber? They couldn't because they make less money. They well, can't afford their house on Uber. Uber wages are like 11. I think Uber wages are like, in some cases, are less than minimum wage. Yeah, Uber is more like a part-time job. Yeah, exactly. And so like taxi driving was a full-time job. So why don't they just pick up a different job? Because they don't know English. There's plenty of people that don't know English, <laughs> especially in the construction field. Oh, sure. But, I mean, what if they're old as fuck and can't swing a hammer anymore? Like, all they could do is drive. I got a question for you. Okay. Do you believe in natural selection? <laughs> That's a serious question. I do, but I think I don't think humans are natural really anymore. I feel like they are. I, I feel mean, like people are holding us back. Emotions are getting in the way. Okay. Like, think of it this way. The people that are homeless... They probably got there because of a mistake they made. Now, do they sure. deserve to be punished to the point where they're homeless? Probably not. But at the same time, most of their problems that they make and the decisions they make are genetic. Okay. That's how I feel. So, like, it's kind of fucked up to say, but, <laughs> like, natural selection needs to take its course. And overall, I think the human population would be better off. Well, the hu- people have less children the more wealthy they get. So, like, you see birth rates in like Asia and that's the problem is there's too many kids. Well, they have more children because they're in poverty. And so they don't have retirement plans. So what their, their communities do and what their culture does is the children then take care of their parents. Kids are expensive. Yeah. But if you have six kids while you're able-bodied and working, then when you're ready to retire, your children are able-bodied and working. And then you have six people who can contribute a slice of their income to taking care of their mom and dad in retirement um, versus if you have a 401k, then you can focus on your career and you have one or two kids or none and you can pay some nurse to wipe your ass. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> Why are these people not setting themselves up financially for the retirement? Well, in retirement is a very, um, it's a, it's something only a small amount of people compared to the global population, a small amount of people are involved in like less than half of the U.S working population has investment accounts or even offered them through work. I feel like almost every job offers some sort of retirement. I think they had to start doing it under Obama at some point. Cause I remember getting one when I worked at a gas station in high school, but I mean, if you're making like, are you going to contribute to that? If you're making seven twenty five an hour and have to pay rent, where are you making seven twenty five an hour at outside of Washington? <laughs> you go to, you go to any of those shitty, like, Okay, <clears throat> so like when I was in Pennsylvania, the minimum wage was seven twenty five, and so like the wages that went up because of the labor shortage went up to eight dollars and fifty cents. Okay, and that was competitive. Okay, and they had a sixty percent poverty rate in their city, and that used to be like a world class city, like all those Rust Belt cities, like Detroit, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Erie, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. All those places used to be. St. Louis even used to be huge industrial 
um, industrial zones where people could make, you know, a middle-class living and all those people left, you know, they, they outsourced the jobs to China or Mexico or whatever to pay less wages. And so what are those people supposed to do when there's no opportunities around? Like, are we supposed to make the decision to just leave our families? Probably not. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah. So like they have to leave their family. I mean, even as like a single, like a single man, I mean, let's just say you turned 18 the day all the industry left your city. Like you could go somewhere else um, as a single person or whatever. But now imagine having kids or you just like love your family, you know, so you want to stay around, but there's just no opportunities. So you have to leave. Like to me, I don't think it's a very good economic system that in order to make money and survive and expect people not to be homeless, they have to just uproot their lives and move somewhere else entirely. Sometimes that's just what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, I did it. Hey, um, one thing I was always told is a man has to do what he has to do, not what he wants to do. And that's what makes him a man. True. But um, I guess the point I'm trying to get across is I don't think, unless you're a college-educated person. College is overrated. Keep going, though. But I, unless you're like, and, I should, and I'm, I'm going to clarify, I mean like, when I say college, I mean like two years, like tech degrees and stuff and above. Unless you go for some post-secondary certification or education degree, whatever, there's really not much for people. I mean, the largest employer of like people who, don't have degrees or whatever are retail jobs. And so you got like Walmart is one of the largest employers in the United States and they pay their people minimum wage when they can. I mean, I think they did raise it to like 10 bucks or something. Um, but then, but they pay them so little that they have to go on government food stamp programs and they actually encourage their employees at the retail level to go on government program. So essentially the way I look at it right now is we're subsidizing the profits of billionaires. And I think that's what's wrong with America and why we're, we have homeless people and poor people still is because we're more concerned with people like the Walton family or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk making a ton of money that they're never going to spend. Most of their money is through stock holdings though. Sure. But their salaries usually aren't that big though. Yeah. But I mean, he has to, <laughs> I mean, they're going to the space. Like, they have a shitload of money. Like, they're not poor by any stretch. And Yeah, but salary-wise, they're really not making that much money. It's all through stock options, and when the stocks go up, they seem like they make more money. Sure, but couldn't they sell those stocks? And then do what with do it? They not give hold, other people money? Do they not hold value, though? Like, that's the thing. They hold value. Yeah, but the stock options are separate than a salary. So I, For I, sure. What I, the point is, is, like, the people on the bottom of the food chain in the company... You're saying that they're not making that much money. They should be making more money, right? But where is that money yeah. going to come from? Profits. So you're saying they, they should, should be stop. less profitable? They should give, they should stop. They give all their profits to shareholders in the form of uh, dividends. Dividends. And, and they do all those, like, like when Trump cut everyone's taxes, like what were they doing? They were giving all their shareholders money and they were actually like closing down stores, like Sam's Club, closed down stores. You know, they, and, and they weren't investing in anything. Like, the only reason it seemed like things were getting better is because um, they Stocks allowed... Stocks were going to the moon. Yeah, and they allowed people to write off capital expenditures at a higher rate. So there the was... Rule, the rules are the same for everybody, though. Yeah, but the rules don't apply all the time. Because someone who's... 
like basically this year was the first year or sorry, last year was the first year that capital was taxed at a lower rate than labor. So now you have the majority of Americans who are making an hourly wage or a salaried wage that aren't involved in 401ks or any type of investing at all who are getting taxed at a higher rate than somebody like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg. I believe the tax rate is too high for the lower. Well, so yeah. Uh, so like just for labor in general? Yeah. Like, well, for lower class, uh, I think anything under $100,000 okay. is considered like lower class nowadays. Sure. Yeah, especially around here. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I agree. But you, you're not taxed on, I think, like the first 30000 you make a year. I think, I thought it was like, it's like nineteen grand because that's the, the poverty line for a single person. I'm sure for like a joint filing or whatever, it's probably the thirty grand. Um. But, uh, yeah, so I guess to get back to my original point is I, I guess I just feel like the goal for how much stuff and how much wealth we have created as humans, we should be able to, the goal should be able to use it to make everyone's life a lot easier and not just so, you know, Jeff Bezos can ride a rocket to the moon or build a super yacht. So who's, who's responsible for... Helping other people. Is it you and All I? of us. So the you, community. So you're going to take money out of your paycheck that you work hard for to help somebody else you don't know? I already do. Okay, but you're going to do more? Yeah, I would. If I knew it was going... See, we get nothing from our government compared to what we put in. All we get from our government is tax breaks for rich people and guns. Yeah, but why should we have to pay for that? The government should have to. They with the With the problem that needs to happen is us normal people... Working class should not have to pay for other people. Instead, the government should learn how to budget their money. Yeah, but they get all their money in tax dollars. Exactly. I agree. But what are they spending it on? That's yeah, the problem. I know. They're spending it all on war. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean, we, I think to get rid of global poverty, we would have to spend $250 billion a year for like 10 or 15 years as a globe. To get rid of global poverty. So you're talking about handouts. Well, well <laughs> are you talking about making jobs or are you talking about just handouts? I'm talking like, yeah, building homes, putting in like clean water, like infrastructure and roads and whatever to basically change the entire world. So there's no more extreme poverty. But yes. Giving people homes, basically giving people homes. That, would they have to pay for those homes? No. But think of it. So why do I have to pay for them? But think about it. We pay like $775 billion per year on the U.S. military alone. So we could, we wouldn't even have to cut the military budget in half. No, you cut it in a third. And, and yeah, we take a third out and we can have the entire globe out of poverty. No homelessness worldwide. Why do you go to work? Wouldn't that be worth it? How do you go to work, Kevin? <laughs> um... To afford stuff. Okay, why don't you just not work and get a handout instead? But do you really think people would just, like, what do you think people would do? They would not work and get a handout instead. What would they do, though, with their time? Do nothing. Like, people are okay with that. Go for walks in the park. See, I think most people, I mean, that's why, like, if you, you see all those old retired people. Who if get, you don't have the pressure to make somebody have to better their lives, they will not. I don't find that to be true because I, I think people will improve themselves just because they find value. Why don't they in, do it now? They do. They do. Yeah, and they're not homeless. 
<laughs> the people that want to better their lives yeah. are not homeless. The people that are homeless look for handouts. They stand on the I, sign on the yeah. side of the road asking for money, not asking for a job. Sure, but they have. I find that those people have nothing to go back on. They like, have also have nothing to lose. Well, they need. Well, they're lying. <laughs> like I mean, they're not going to die by getting a job, Kevin. I know, but they're. I don't think it's just as easy as going to go get a job. I I just don't think it's that. Yeah, but easy. that's where it starts. Sure, but. I think where it starts is getting these people a home so that they have some sort of stability in their life and then they can be reliable to show up to work. Because how reliable is this person at work who's home insecure? Like, what are you going to do if you're getting evicted from a house at 8 a.m. on a Monday? Are you going to go to work? Why am I getting evicted? I don't know. Plenty of people who work get evicted. It all comes down to why are they in these positions in the first place? (laughs) That's what it comes down to. Like, Like, we need to stop thinking reactively and start thinking proactively. Yeah. Like, like why why would I be getting well, evicted at 8 a.m. on a Monday and not know about it? <laughs> sure, but, like... Like, I would have plenty of time to figure out a solution to Where to, to go. I, maybe. I, I don't know. I just... I don't think it's that simple. I know? think it is. <laughs> I think it really is that simple. There is... You, you can't just evict someone in one day. It's against the law. Sure. Eviction processes take months. I'm assuming if you're getting evicted, you don't have anything. I mean, if you don't have enough money... People get evicted all the time. I know, and because they don't have anything, or they're just dumb. <laughs> they violate their contracts. They think they're smart, but they're not. So, I guess let me ask you this: Do you think there's anything in our economy, like any product or service, that's predatory and keeps people poor, like a poverty trap? Yeah, groceries—they're expensive as fuck. <laughs> hey, I said I think everyone deserves free food. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree with free anything. What about payday loans? What do you mean? Elaborate. Payday loans where you go and you're short, you know, you're short rent until next paycheck. So you take out a loan against. Why are you short rent? Because you don't get paid enough. Then go get a new job. Why are you living in a place you can't afford? (laughs) It's it's not that simple. It really is, Kevin. I mean, you've (laughs) never been short. I mean, okay, I've never. I've been short before. And guess who I had to blame? Myself. Sure, sure. But like, I guess. And guess what I did? I figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, I've been short before or whatever. Was it your fault? I actually, I know. I sorry. I I have never actually been short on rent, but I've oh, I've definitely been like struggling near the for line. Money. Yeah. yeah. Was so, it your fault? Um. If you look back on it, was it because you didn't budget properly? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but but I for the last seven years have had a stable and good above average income. Okay, but so, is, did you have the problem with the money during those last seven years? Yes, because I was being irresponsible. Okay, that's my point. But my point is, I'm fortunate to have that. Like, I, I understand why you, it was Why do you have your job? I understand it wasn't handed out to me, but I definitely had a lot of privileges afforded to me. Like what? To get to where I'm at. My parents were married. Okay. Mine weren't. Yeah. And so that's why I think that's, I think it's an advantage if you have both of your parents in the household because it's a dual income. So my parents were together. They still are. Um, my dad was in the military, so he had like extra income that way from being in the national guard. I so mean, what, what does that have to do with where you are now? They basically paid my way until I got my job. So like, I didn't have to worry about rent or auto insurance or my cell phone bill. I feel like that's what made me more successful is pressure to get that shit taken care of. Sure. But I mean, we're relatively the same, like income-wise. Yeah. But I, 
so 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 was it easier for you probably exactly it was easier for me so i think if more people had the privileges that i had they would be better off i don't think it's impossible to get to where i'm at by having those privileges but i think the chances are a lot slimmer if you don't because it's tough what's tough think about it like your mom was the only person bringing money into the house when you were a kid yeah what if she got in a car accident and lost both of her legs she actually lost her house. Really? Yeah. During the financial crisis. Because she got like let go? Because she or? had a gambling problem. Oh, okay. But see, why should you have to suffer because your mom had a gambling That's just the way it is, dude. See and we that? bounced back and we made it happen. We, she yeah. filed <laughs> bankruptcy, lost her house, mm-hmm. right? And she got three jobs afterwards. She used to okay. be a real estate agent, right? Yeah. Had a gambling problem. She, she would write checks to the casino back when you could write a check to the casino, right? And you could buy it back, right? Okay. At the end of the night. <laughs> so if you wrote a check to the casino, you can gamble on the tables. If you made money, you can go back and buy your check back. Okay. One time she lost all her money in the check balance. It was mm. like 20 grand. Mm. Right? Okay. So we lost the house. Sure. All right. I think I was uh, like maybe 10 years old at the time. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Pretty much I know where to go. She ended up renting a place, and she picked up three jobs. She used to work at Starbucks. She was still doing real estate on the side, and then she worked as a bartender. Okay. Right? She used to work three jobs. I didn't really see her much because she Mm -hmm. was working three jobs, and she would Mm -hmm. sleep. Like, if she had a day off, she would literally sleep the whole day away. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, like, she made it happen, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... She didn't have any boyfriends. Okay. It's just us. It was just us three. Me, my brother, and her. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So how come she can do that? Because she seems to be an extraordinary person. Why can't anybody else do that? Because people value their time doing other things yes. other than working. Diff- yes. I, I agree. People- surviving is not that important to them. See, and that gets me back to my original point. I think there's people like your mom who can obviously like go above and beyond. and like. But anybody can't. See, I don't think so. I, no, I, anybody can do it. Not everybody wants to do well, it. See, I don't think anybody wants to do it. I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think anybody really wants. They to. didn't want to do it. I think they do it because they have to. But I think some people can't. And that, that, I mean, that's the only conclusion I can come up with because I just, I can't agree that there are people out there who just want to be like chronically poor or destitute. And I, I think they just have like mental health hangups that aren't allowing them to get over themselves and go out there and succeed. That's that's my that's what I think is the issue. Okay. I think people so like there's been studies where you'll have like an indigenous island or whatever, an island that hasn't been touched by American like consumption, you know? And they start showing like Pepsi commercials and the rate of depression skyrockets in that Is it that because island. they can see what they could have? Well, yeah. Is it because they see like oh these people have a better but life? Why, why, the why rate, do they not have that? The rate of depression in the United States and prescription medicine for depression has also skyrocketed. I don't think it's because there's more depression. I just feel like it's starting to be more known as an actual illness. Sure. I I mean, I agree that that has something to do with it. Like anxiety. Like I have bad anxiety, right? Sure. And I feel like people before used to just tell people to quit bitching. Yeah. But now it's a real thing and people are realizing it's actually a real problem. I think it's our media consumption that has boosted 
anxiety. And I also think it's people. social media is terrible. It's yeah. A poison. So I think, I think the United States and how I think that we, because our, we, we live in a consumer economy and we're basically just supposed to buy stuff all the time. So like you're not succeeding unless you're buying shit. Like you need a new phone, you need, you know, whatever. And so I think we're constantly sent messages almost 24 hours a day through advertising and, you know, entertainment that are showing us that we need to be better or that we need this to do better. And so we, we kind of stop valuing like human life or ourselves. And that's what leads to like depression and anxiety is we either think we're not good enough. Yeah. We're not good enough. We need something more. We need to do this to look pretty or we need to, you know, I like, I'm not a man unless I, you know, wear these shoes, you know, kind of thing. And so, and, and like a lot of products, like for instance, men's uh, deodorant is linked to sex completely. So it's like, Hey, if you're not wearing Axe body spray or you're not wearing some gross, you know, <laughs> you're not having sex. And that's what it's, that's what it's linked to a lot. A lot of that stuff's linked to sex for men. Um, so like, I just think that messaging and kind of where our culture has gotten or lack of culture, um, has gotten us to this point where we just live in this hyper consumption type society where we constantly need to be consuming something. And, uh, and these people who are homeless, I think are, they don't fit that narrative. You know what I mean? Like, I think they, I think they, first of all, I think they became homeless because the system's rigged against us and they just became too it's poor. It's not rigged against I us. think it totally is. I mean, look at like. It should be 100% rigged against me then. It I is. literally fit the description of somebody <laughs> that should not be where I am today. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I. Do you I, think I got lucky? I don't think you got lucky. No, I, why I why think, do you think I am where I am now? Because I think you're a very impressive and capable person. I don't think. Do you think I was born that way? Um, Or do you think I learned it? I would say it's both because your environment has so much to do with your, like who you are as a person. I also want to add that my grandpa was military. Okay. So I kind of have that military background because my mom was raised that way. Sure. Yeah. Like really disciplined. Yeah. Do you believe in ass whoopings? No, I actually never got an ass whooping. Really? Yeah. My mom used to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. I don't see. I'm I don't, talking like closed fist sometimes. Like she would okay. beat the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I strongly believe in physical discipline. I don't. I don't. I see. I don't like physical. I don't think abuse is a fine line. Like I don't agree sure. with abuse, but if you make a mistake, you should be disciplined. Yeah. Standing in the corner does not count. That's not <laughs> discipline. Yeah. But so, okay. The reason why I don't agree with like spanking or discipline or anything is because I think it teaches children and kind of ingrains in your mind from a young age that it's okay if someone who loves you hurts you. And so I don't want like my children growing up and finding a husband or wife who hits them and they think it's fine. I do not think that at all. Sure. You don't. I, I, you know, and I'm not saying you specifically, but I think that message can get, I think it teaches you that your actions have repercussions, whether good or bad, no matter what, every action has a reaction. Sure. But like for me, I was basically the most, the punishments I would usually get are I'd either have stuff in your room, Kevin. No, I would have stuff taken away from me or I would get grounded. I used to get grounded too right yeah. after the ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't think people need to be hit. One time. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. Girl. All right. Do it. One time. Me and my mom were arguing. I forget what we were arguing about. We're arguing about something. Mm-hmm. She, she, she said uh, something and I, I talked back to her, right? Mm-hmm. She goes, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> and I said, 
There's nobody else here. Obviously, it's you. Mm-hmm. She slapped me so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, hard. Like, bad. Right across my face. I said, I'm fucking leaving. Sure. I ran out the back door. Tried. I started hopping the fence. She grabbed me by my belt loop and slammed me on the back, on my back, right? Mm-hmm. I got up. I said, leave me alone. And I jumped over the fence. I ran down the street, and I was leaving the house. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 16. I made it two blocks and said, well, where the hell am I going to go? Yeah. I went back home. Mm-hmm. And I told her sorry. Sure, sure. You know, and like there was plenty of times. One time my brother got caught stealing a car. He didn't really steal a car. He was at a friend's house and his friend was like, oh, let's take my parents' car out for a ride. They got caught. When he got back, like the parents knew and my mom found out and she picked him up and she whooped the shit out of him with a belt. Sure. The belt buckle. Mm -hmm. Like I remember walking in the house and I just hear him screaming. Right. Sure. I was like, what is going on? And I look in his room and he's laying on his stomach on the ground and she was whipping him with the belt probably like 25 times. Okay. Like, yeah, that's borderline abuse, right? I would but say that's what? abuse. He never stole a car yet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. And, and my brother is very respectful. Yeah. And he used to be really hothead, but he's not. He's pretty reckless mm-hmm. and fearless. But now he. He programs computers. He's been married for about five years now. Yeah. And he owns a house. And he's okay. younger than me. He sure. He owned a house uh, since he was like 20. Okay. Um. All right. I mean, yeah, I like I said, I never got physically abused or whatever. Like, I never got hit by my parents or any of my relatives. I used to get spanked and then told to stand in the corner and then afterwards be grounded. <laughs> that sucks. All at once. But I, and, and most of the time, what I got spanked for was for... Speaking disrespect. Okay. That's like the biggest thing. Like respect is a big deal. How you word things is a big deal, you know, in my family. Why do you think you spoke disrespectfully though? Because like, I spoke with emotion. So wouldn't you think it would have been better for them to address like why you're angry and help you like. No, I was angry because I didn't get my way because I was selfish. Yeah, but you're you're a child and like a child can't think rash. But you can learn to. I did. I know, but <laughs> like I don't think you need to be Do I honestly think hit. it had a mental problem on me long term? Yes, I do. I have a problem expressing my emotions. I do. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard problem like especially with conflict now, right? Because if I de- disagree with someone, like if I disagree with my mom, she used to beat me for, it, right? Mm-hmm. I have that problem now. I know I do. Okay. So like confrontation is a big deal to me. Okay. Which so, is surprising because I was in management. <laughs> yeah. But so, I feel like that's why I can talk to people, get my way with them thinking that I'm not getting my way, but I'm giving them what they want because that's what I learned to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it falls under manipulation. Okay. But that's all management is. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, okay. So like, so you can recognize and see like some of the things that you need to work on that weren't, your fault. I feel like but it was I'm caused by self-aware. Yeah. But you know, like the reason that is, is because of your mom and not because of you. Yeah. But so, it's not from getting beat. It's from not listening. And she knows it too. We and her, me and her have had conversations about it. Yeah. So I'm saying is what I'm saying is like, it's not from getting beat though, but it's for the reasons why I got beat. <laughs> yeah. But don't you, you just said you have a problem with confrontation and you know, it's because your mom hit you. No, no, no. It's because she didn't listen to me. Like, if I disagreed with something or had my own opinion. Okay. She didn't listen to me. Yeah. So, instead of hitting you, I guess what I would do to address the situation is just 
listen to you and then explain to you why. Oh, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Okay. That's what I do with my kids now. I okay. talk to them. I let them know, like, this is why. You yeah. Know, like, like, you think this, but this is why I think this, and this is why it happens, you know? I agree. Okay. Do I agree nobody should get whooped? No. Okay. Whoopings are needed in certain <laughs> times. Okay. Um, But I guess, so when I think I just about, think I got too many. Sure. And so, like, you grew up and things happened to you that were negative that you couldn't help. You could yeah. not help that situation. So that's kind of why I think like homeless people can't do something because I think something has happened to them in their life. They either weren't taught, you know, they had a shitty family. They, you know, just something happened to these people. Maybe they're addicted to drugs. Who knows? But I think there's something that happened to these people that caused them to not succeed or be capable of holding a job, you know? Because, I mean, think about how many people you managed that didn't show up to work ever. Yeah, they got fired. Yeah, they got fired. And do you ever think there was a time where someone didn't show up to work because they were, like, lazy or stupid or something? Or was it because... If somebody had a reason to not show up to work, I never fired them. Okay. But do you think anyone... Okay, check me out. Do you think there's people who are not capable of working nine to fives? You know what I mean? Just this five-day-a-week job. You think there are people like that? Because that's that's what I think the homeless people are. I think they are incapable of working a standard job. I think in so some... So you think they should work less days? Um, I just... So I, what I think, like I was saying earlier, I think housing, health, and food... I think I said one more thing. But housing, health, and food are a human right. Healthcare. In, oh, yeah, you said that. You yeah. Said health, yeah. Housing, health, and food are a human right, in my opinion. I think we should be provided for... Every man, woman, and child should be provided some sort of home, whether it's like an apartment, you know, it's, I'm not saying like, let's build a ton of McMansions. So for if everybody. I own a house, right. Should I yeah. get compensated for that? So if everybody else gets money. It, should it shouldn't I get be money? that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But like say everybody say, say housing is $500 a month, right? Sure. People are homeless. So they, somebody should pay for their house, right? For $500 a month. Yeah. I think there should so be, should I get a $500 check even though I own my own house? Um, yeah. I mean, I believe in like universal basic income. So, so you believe in UBI? Yeah, for sure. I think that could solve. I voted but, for Trump. <laughs> sure. The, but the only thing I think about UBI, I, I think, is basically going to be just like a gift card to landlords because I think landlords go, oh, hey, all my tenants are making $1,000 a month checks just like I am. So I'm going to raise their rent 1000 bucks a month. That's what I think UBI would do. It so, will happen. Yeah, yeah. So I think the only way. I would be that landlord. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think. Basically, if we gave everybody UBI. I think it would be. It would not be equitable. I think it would be more unequal than just building affordable or building free housing for people to take advantage of. And I think, like, let's just say that's an apartment. So we build these giant government-ran apartment complexes, and you staff them with maintenance workers, janitors, whatever you need to run an apartment complex. Um, you should just be able to live there for free. And then if you want a home, like a house, there would still be a market for that. So you would still have a market for a house. You just have to actually pay for it. But if you wanted to live in an apartment, but you could live in the apartment. But if an apartment was free, why would you ever own a house? In case you have more, like, I mean, why do people buy bigger homes than they need? Because you make more money off. But okay, so I check think me they out. just like them. 
Well, yeah, I agree too. But and you'd still make more money off that house in the scenario I'm talking about because there'd still be a but housing. There'd be market. less demand for houses if sure. rent is free. Yeah, they would be cheaper, but but what, why you'd still even make buy money. a house? Because there'd still be a market for it. But I don't think the market would be that great. I think I think sure. it would crash the real estate market. But why are there? If we want to talk about markets that aren't great, like why do people sell metal? <laughs> because why do it's people, a commodity. You have to have metal. So is housing. Not if it's free. If metal Houses was are free, if metal was free, why would you waste your time selling metal if it's free? What I'm saying is the house, is, there would still be a housing market. We wouldn't give people an, a, a yeah, home. Yeah, but there would be no demand. Yes, there would, because people would still want to move out into Not a home. Not as much as now. Yeah, See, I agree. The reason why people buy houses now is because why would they pay for somebody else's mortgage when they could pay for their own? But if yeah. you gave somebody the options and not pay a mortgage at all or pay rent, I feel like there'd be a huge down spiral yes. of demand. I do too. And with no demand, there's lower prices. And then you actually end up downtrending sure. in deflation. I, I just think, I think the right for people to live somewhere is greater than the profits of people who own homes. That's what I think. So I don't care because <laughs> it's not like you're going to make money off a homeless person buying your house anyway. So we're talking about no, a but person. We have to make it fair. So if the homeless person gets to live, we don't need free, to make it fair. We don't need to make it fair. We just need to build we a don't. home for these people to live Communist in a house. Kevin doesn't want to make it fair. Huh? <laughs> well, what do you mean? So, okay. You're saying like, if we build a, uh, housing for people, then we need to subsidize homeowners. Yes. What I'm saying is there would still be a housing market. I don't think you would actually lose that much demand because, like I said, these homeless people that we're housing aren't Do going to buy your home anyway. House? Maybe, but would you rather pay a mortgage than rent? Would you rather own? See, what I you're think of a mortgage for? as a rent to the bank, and then I'm responsible. But it's a thirty-year fix. Sure, but then I'm responsible for fixing their property. So I become. Yeah, but you have equity. I so be- right now you're renting a place, sure. and you are not going to get a dime out of this. Yeah, that's true. But depending, you were had a mortgage you could sell it later i know you also have inflation and you know the the housing property the housing price sure but like right now like when i look at homes like a home i'd actually want to live in would cost me okay not about the price though let's just think about the idea of mortgage or rent sure but here hear me out the money i i would have to spend probably a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars more per month on a mortgage than my home. But by the end of that mortgage, by the end of that mortgage, for like a six hundred thousand dollar home, I would end up paying one point two million dollars on that home with interest after thirty years. What kind of interest rate are you talking about? Like two. I get a two point eight seven five. Yeah, this is thirty years. I mean, it's a lot. It's a long time. You're paying. You can always refine it. Sure, sure, sure. But that is what, if I didn't refine it, if I didn't do anything, I just paid the mortgage. That's what it would end up being. So I would need to sell my house for more than $1.2 million to make money on it. What if I kept renting for the next 30 years and I took that 1000 to $1,500 and invested it in the market? What interest- If you're trying to build wealth, real estate is way better than the stock market because you have leverage. But what, what interest payment do I have? What debt do I have when I invest- eating away at my investment. So you're saying it's better to rent and invest in the stock market than have a mortgage. If you're renting for less than what your mortgage, like exponentially less, which in the case for this area where housing is insanely expensive. Think about condos. Condos run about the same price you're paying for rent right now. I already looked into it. Yeah. I Okay. So I've looked at townhomes and condos or whatever, and I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? If you want a nice one. Okay. okay. They still cost like 600 grand. We're not talking about nice ones. Right. 
We're just talking about <laughs> whether you want to have pay a mortgage and have equity or pay somebody else's mortgage and they have equity. If 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 all was equal. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to rent something out for less than their mortgage. So whatever sure. they got it for is less than what you're paying on rent. Oh, yeah, 100%. for sure. So if I were like, would I rent a home? No, I would not rent a home. But I would rent an apartment because renting an apartment is cheaper than a mortgage on a home. If I was renting a home or my, my mortgage is less than your rent. Yeah, but you live really far away. Okay. <laughs> like we, if we wanted a job or if we wanted to live here close to our jobs, the ho- the average house price is like 600 grand. Okay. And it's like a 3000 to $3,500. So you value your commuting time more than your living expenses. Yes. Okay. That's a personal preference. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, wouldn't you like in 10 years to have a big amount of money because you were paying down a mortgage? Yeah, but I could have a big amount of money by investing a thousand dollars a month. So you have to bet that your house is going to appreciate more than the market, more than you have to bet. You have to utilize leverage. All right. So check it this way. All right. So like taking out home equity loans to buy more homes. So like the average home appreciation is about five to 6%. The average stock market appreciation is about 10. I mean, recently it's been about 15 to 20. I would say the housing market appreciation is about 3%, right? Yep. That's pretty bullish, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you were to go 3% off 100 grand, that's 3 grand, mm-hmm. right? So if you put 100 grand in the stock market and you got a 10%, which is the average, you'd make 10 grand in a year, right? Yeah. But if you put 100 grand in homes, right, and you got 3%, mm-hmm. you would only make 3 grand, right? Yeah. If you bought a $100,000 house and you put 20% down, right, mm-hmm. you would only put $20,000 in, but you still make 3 grand because you own $100,000 worth of asset. Sure. So you would make but, 3%. So you did that five times, right? You would actually make 15 grand in a year and you only used 100 grand still. Yeah, but because of leverage. Because you're making money off the value of the home, but you only put in 20% of that home, and you, but you're still making the full amount of equity. Sure. But I mean, even with interest rates as low as they are now, I mean, what are you going to get? Like a 2.9 interest rate? Yeah. So all that value you made just got sucked up by the bank in the ter- form of interest. Kind of, yeah. But then that's so that's why you, I don't want to pay, buy a mortgage because I have to pay the bank. Like I agree, if you can buy a home in cash, yeah, but and rent in, it out, interest rates are weighted, so you sure. pay most of your interest up front. Okay, but still, I mean, you're paying so much interest. Like interest adds so much cost to your home, and 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 it eats away at your investment. That that's why I think just putting your money in the market and renting out a cheaper place, especially when you don't like. I mean, I feel like you need a house because you have kids and stuff. But like for me, where it's just me and my fiance, like we don't need a house. We we get by just fine. Um, so let's you, use my situation. If you don't need it, then I don't think you should buy it. If you don't need it, you don't think you should buy it, huh? <laughs> no, I don't. Not a house. No, I don't. I mean, it's th- this is the only way I would get into real estate is if I could buy a property all cash and then rent it out. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I don't, don't want to ever any banks pay involved. for a property in cash. No banks involved, no interest paid. You can still resell it. Oh, by the way, I just remembered going back to your topic about the 2.9% interest rate. Sure. If you had put 20% down, you're only paying 2.9% interest rate on 80% of the home value, not 100%, because you only have 80% of loan. Okay. But you're still making, so you were saying it's a 3% appreciation. That's average. But like, yes. I, so, have, I bought my house for four. 85 yeah. and it's worth 650. Like, 
I think it's smart to buy real estate here because it's such a hot market. But if you buy, like if you take the national average, that's where you get that 3%. Yes. Yeah. Because houses in Kentucky don't appreciate as great. So if as, I told you as, right now, you could buy a house for $485,000 and in one year you'd make a hundred, $165,000, right? Mm-hmm. Would you do that or pay rent? See, I would just pay rent because that is the dumbest thing no, I've I don't, ever heard, Kevin. All my money, I'd be house poor. Because the the majority no, you of would my, find a way to make more money. I guess, but I don't want to be house poor. That's the thing. I don't. I'm wanna, not house poor. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm glad, but I don't want to get into a position where I'm paying over half my income in a mortgage. Because then all I'm doing is working for my mortgage payment and going, oh, great, I get to sell this. Like the money I make wouldn't even be realized until I was retiring because I I don't plan on, if I buy a house, I wouldn't plan on moving anywhere. So the only thing I'm doing- you buy a house every two years. Okay. And you're them all out. If that's your your plan, like I I think that's smart. I think renting a home is smart because, but, but just trying to make money off of the value of your home appreciating I don't think is that great of an investment. I think it's a good investment if you're going to rent it out, but I don't think it's that great of an investment if you're just going to plan on your house being worth more because you're spending all this money in interest payments. So you essentially have to sell your house for for twice as much as you bought it for. You'd rather rent for 40 years than just pay a mortgage for 30. If I rented for 40 years and was able... Let's think long-term. Let's think about until you die. Sure. So you're going to rent until you die? All right, all right. Assuming that I would be able to invest $1,000 a month. So if I was able to invest $1,000 a month, uh, starting from zero, and let's just say I retire in, what, 30 years, when I'm 69, I would have $1.5 million at an 8% return. Okay. $1.5 million that I would have lost. That, so, like, my house would not only have to sell for more no you wouldn't have to sell it it'd be paid off sure sure but i'm gonna make money on this thing not only would i have to sell my house for more than i paid total with interest i'd have to sell it for more than the cost of the mortgage but i would also need to make another million and a half dollars because that was the opportunity cost so the only thing i'm missing out on is marginal percentage that i'm not paying to the bank and i'm gaining all this money in the market why not do both (laughs) <laughs> I probably will someday, but like, and then you think about all the other costs that go into having a home, like taxes and, um, only when you sell, don't you have to pay property taxes? Yeah. So property taxes that's built into the mortgage. Yeah, sure. But so, but because what do they raise escrow. the taxes? Well, then your mortgage. That's the thing. Then. So like you got to pay for taxes, you got which are only going to go up. You got to pay for taxes. You got to pay for maintenance and repair. You got to pay to mow the lawn and upkeep your property. You mow it yourself. Well, yeah, but that still costs you money. It's not only your time that you're losing out on by mowing your lawn, but you have to pay for the lawnmower and you have to pay for gas unless you get an electric one, then you pay for electricity. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't think buying a house today is not worth it. If you asked me 30 years ago, I would, I would probably do it. I do not think buying a house today is worth it unless you're going to become a landlord. That's how I feel about it. Okay. I think, or have children. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if you have kids and shit and you need extra bedrooms and stuff for them to sleep in, like, that makes sense. 
But if you're just a single person or you just have, you know, a, a fiance or whatever, um, I don't think buying a house is that smart. You have more than what you need. Okay. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, is there any, uh, can you can you close this out with another wild story? <laughs> <laughs> a wild story, huh? Yeah, yeah. How long have we been recording for? An hour and five minutes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So we can wrap it up. I don't know what kind of story you want. Would you mind talking about being in jail? It was really boring. <laughs> I mean, literally, all I did was wake up. I was a cook, so I would cook breakfast for everybody. Okay. Come back to the unit, work out, go cook lunch, come back, read until dinner, eat dinner, go to sleep. That was literally every day. Really? Yeah, pretty boring. You want to hear a different story? Sure, sure. Right, go ahead. <laughs> Ask me one. Um, I don't know. Just tell me. <laughs> uh, I guess, what was your life like when you were dealing with drugs <laughs> there's probably some wild stories there you want to hear a story about when i got robbed sure okay so one time all right me and my buddy uh I, okay so i did i did a sale right mm-hmm. i did a sale at some guy that i only sold to a couple times there was another guy there random guy right i mean the transaction usually it's kind of weird when other people are there because you yeah. don't know them yeah um the guy was there and he was like hey can you get me some stuff you know he was asking for certain things i said yeah i get that for you he said, let me get your number. I said, cool. So I get my number. A week later, he hits me up. Hey, man, I'm trying to get, you know, these drugs. And uh, I said, okay, cool. And I said, where do you want to meet? He wanted to meet at this gas station in a pretty ghetto part of Tacoma. Okay. I was with my buddy. We were at a party. And uh, I told him where we were going. He told me, no, 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 we're not going there. <laughs> he said, absolutely not. And I looked yeah. at him on his face, and I said, scare money, don't make money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and he was just so upset. I was like, let's just go. I was like, quit being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this. So we drove down there. I get to the gas station. I hit the guy up and say, I'm here. He goes, hey, it's a little hot there. Can you uh, meet me in these apartment complexes? And I was like, all right, cool. So I had like a lowered car. I'm driving to these apartment complexes and the speed bumps were big. So I was like scraping like yep. all the way across, right? <laughs> so I ended up parking at like the entrance and I got out and I walked. And the guy said, meet me in the back. So I walked all the way to the back, right? And I get back there. And I hit the guy up. I was like, hey, I'm back here. And he's like, oh, do you see me in the street? And I looked over, and he was right there in the middle of the street. He was, like, waving at me. And he was like, come inside. I was like, all right, cool. So and then I go and meet up with him. And we're walking towards this apartment complex, right? It was a three-story apartment complex. And there was, like, six steps going down. And then you would go into, like, an entryway. And then you would go up into the apartment complex, right? Okay. Going down those steps, there was hedges about six feet tall on either side. As soon as we get down, two guys jumped out the bushes with pistols, and he turned around and pulled a pistol on me too. Ugh. Right? Yeah. And he just looks at me and says, give me all your shit. And I just like looked at him, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So I reached in, and I grabbed everything that I was going to sell him, and I gave it to him. I said, here you go. He said, no, I'm taking everything. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, like, honestly, I was surprised at how calm I was, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I looked over at my buddy, and he, the guy that didn't want to come here, right? He yes. didn't want to come here at yeah. all anyways. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want to come here. He's yeah. like, this is a bad idea. And I told him, quit bitching. Mm-hmm. Um, they pistol whipped him, right? And he fell to the ground, and the two guys held guns to his forehead. Oh, my and God. And the third guy was like, give us all your shit or your buddy gets hurt. So I was like, oh, fuck. And he reached up, and he grabbed my chain off my neck. Right, mm-hmm. I had a nice eighteen carat, thirty-two inch gold chain. Cost a pretty penny, right? Yeah, he just broke it off my neck, and then he took my Gucci watch. 
because I had a Gucci watch. I was uh, pretty materialistic back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, while holding a gun towards me, and then he started, like, patting my legs, right? And he was like, I don't remember how, but somehow I ended up sitting on the ground, mm-hmm. right? And he's, like, he's like kneeled down next to me. He's, like, pointing the gun at me, and he's patting my legs, right? And uh, he reaches and touches my leg, and he's like, what is this? I was like, that's my phone. He said, okay. And he touched the other side. What's this? I was like, that's my wallet. He said, give it here. And he, like, starts grabbing for it. And I was like, I was like, I'll give it to you, dude. So I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And then he touches my leg again. He's like, what's that? I was like, that's my phone. He said, give me your phone. And he starts reaching in my pocket. And I slap his hand away. I said, if you want it, I'll give it to you, dude. Mm-hmm. So I give him my phone. He's like, okay. And he reaches down. I had a pistol on my waist, right? And he grabs it. He's like, what's this? I was like, that's my other phone. He's like, give it to me. I said, okay. And I pull out another phone, right? Because I had two phones. <laughs> nice. You know? Yeah. And then uh, and then he uh, looks down, and he tries to take my shoes, right? Because I was wearing Jordans. Mm-hmm. He said, give me your shoes. And I looked at him in his face. I said, you're going to have to fight me for that. Like, I'm not going home barefoot. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. So then he starts trying to, like, grab the shoes off my feet, and I'm holding them. And his buddy runs over, right? And uh, he shines a flashlight on the, foot, on the shoes, and he's like, dude, fuck it. Let's go. We got to go. We got to go. And they run, right? Mm-hmm. I get up, and I pull my pistol on my waist. And I pointed at their back, and that was, like, the closest I've ever felt to actually doing something I would regret for the rest of my life. Yeah. And something happened to me, and I didn't do anything. Instead, I just put it away. I walked back to my car, and I drove home. I drove back to the party, actually. And on the way out, they were right there laughing. Like, laughing uh, at me, right? Yeah. I drove back to the party, and everybody's like, oh, how'd it go? I was like, terrible. I just got robbed for $5,000. Mm-hmm. That's how much everything costs overall. Yeah. So, uh, luckily, my buddy, though, he left all his stuff in the car, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird. He was like, yeah, I left everything in the car. You didn't leave all your shit in the car? I was like, fuck no. He was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that goes that story. And uh, that's when I learned that this ain't for me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably even robbed that gunpoint about six times. Wow. Yeah. Was that the last time? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, before that, I mean, I mean, I've been in a ton of fights. I've been jumped outside a bar. That's why my nose is crooked, you know. Uh, I've been on both sides of the robbery. So. Sure. It sucks, you know, but that's all behind me. I had kids, and I changed my whole life around. That's good. But so I, I feel like the need for, the my want for success has always been there. Yeah. So what like what kind of like span of time was that? Like were you like in high school? College. So all that stuff happened to you in college. Yeah, I started selling when I was in junior high. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's because my dad sold drugs. Mm-hmm. My my dad actually taught me how to use a scale. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, he he, he kind of showed me the ropes. It, yeah. It's like not a thing to be proud of and he's actually very upset that he even showed me in the first place but he was high at the time so he just showed me yeah um but i feel like like selling drugs is not a good thing right that's not Mm -hmm. good for you it's bad i have charges for it i can speak about it because i have charges for it it's public knowledge sure um but at the end of the day i feel like that in its own was like running a bit yeah i had people that worked for me sure i made sure they got paid i had customers i had to do customer service i mean all in all, like people look at it like, oh, you're selling drugs. Like, no, it, it was a business. I ran it like a business. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I had people. I go out and find new people that wanted to work for me. Mm-hmm. And I did that all on my own. I went out there. There was times like when I was selling weed, I would go to parties and I would 
donate or give away like a quarter pound of weed. Wow. Just give it to everybody. Take down my number. Hit me up. Try it out. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And that was my marketing. Mm-hmm. Like for real, like that's how I did it. That was my marketing. And people would take down my number and they hit me up. Like, and then like other people would get mad because I'm taking all their customers. But like, it's not my fault that you're charging too many, too much for your, exactly. For your yeah. And you're like, well, this is all I can charge. I'm like, well, you need to find a better dealer. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you paying so much in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, do the legwork and find somebody better. Yeah, for and sure. That's what it comes down to about homelessness. <laughs> if you want to complain, fix it. Yeah, yeah. Do something about it. Or you can be stagnant and comfortable mm-hmm. and not do anything. Sure. It's a dude, it it's ruthless out there. It mm-hmm. is. Not everybody's gonna be successful. It just matters how bad you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta be more successful than the other guy. You gotta be willing to go the mile too. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you in the way in the system that we we currently live in. Like you have to, like, I don't know, do the whole like rise and grind thing. And and a lot of times I think you just kind of eat shit until you make dude, it. Hard work doesn't pay off. Yeah. I, I heard a quote the other day. It said, if hard work made you rich, every construction worker would be rich. But they're not. <laughs> sure. And it's because it's not about working hard. It's about working smart. For sure. For sure. Your money has to make you money. Mm-hmm. That's all it comes down to. And a lot of it is lack of education. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. But I mean, a lot of people don't want to learn. Yeah. I, mean, I think like our like in school, like public education, like K through 12, they should teach a lot. They should definitely teach a lot more finance. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Like, I had a math teacher who taught me about, like, compound interest and, like, not even, like... It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and not even, like, an economics teacher. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of stupid. Um, And that was just because he was, like, passionate about it. It wasn't because he needed to tell us. I'm so passionate about finances. <laughs> yeah. I love teaching people. If somebody mm-hmm. came up to me and said, can you teach me about finances? I would do it for free, 100%. Like, I love it. Sure. Yeah, it's something that I wish I learned sooner, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, maybe you'll have to come back on and, and teach our listeners about finance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hit <laughs> you up. If they even like me after this. <laughs> they're probably like, damn, this guy voted for Trump. <laughs> hey, I'm sure there's more than one listener who voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for everything.